Bibles to uh, Jeremiah 13, read verse 17. Jeremiah 32, 17. All Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. So I want to talk to you for a few minutes today about expect a miracle. Expect a miracle. Because you know what? We have such a powerful God. Amen? He says, oh Lord God, you have made the heaven and the earth by thy great power. Great power. All right? Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Amen? So scientists tell us, as best as they can tell, the universe is at least 97 million light years across. I don't know if you know how big that is, but that means if something traveling at the speed of light from one end of the universe to the other would take 97 million years to get to the other side. How many know this is a big place we live in? God just stretched it out like a pup tent. Like you and I would put up a pup tent, God just made the universe. Amen? Now that's power. That's great power. You know, it, it's almost like when he says, the prophet says great power, it's an understatement. I mean, it, it is great power. Great power. God has great power. Hallelujah. You know, you know that the Apostle Paul said to the church that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen? Everybody say, God is able. Turn to your neighbor and say, expect a miracle. Poke him a little bit. Expect, expect, expect a miracle. Yeah, we need to live with expectancy. Amen? We need to have hope. We need to have faith. Faith, hope, and love. I like the country church because, you know, it's about the basics. It's about the, the, the foundation. It's about the, the strong things, the, the things that are meaningful and powerful. So you've got something to really build on here, and I think you have a great future. You know, I was talking about the, uh, the YouTube channel. I was on your YouTube channel yesterday, and I saw a video with Pastor Rich. And it was from May 2021, so one year ago. Pastor Rich is preaching on YouTube. Amen. And the subject was, what is faith? What is faith? And, you know, he's talking about, he says, well, it's hard to define faith. You know, you, it's faith, you almost need to see faith by, you know, the actions. Because faith, when you have faith, you'll act. You know? But then he said something. He says, well, you know what faith is? Faith is believing the Bible is true. <laughs> I thought, yep, that's pretty good. Faith is believing that the Bible is true. And you know, the Bible is a book of miracles. Amen? From Genesis to Revelation, this is a book of miracles. The first in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. That's a miracle. It's, a, it's, a out of, it's an expression of his power and glory. He made the universe. And so all the way through the Bible to the end, there's just miracle after miracle after miracle. The last one is 
he says, I create a new heaven and a new earth. And, and Jerusalem from heaven is coming down to be with man. And the, so there's this place that God's created, a new place for humanity. And it says that nothing that defiles or is evil will come in there, but only those whose name is written in the book of life. And that's why we believe in Jesus, because he's the Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. Amen? He took away the sins of the world so that we could have eternal life. And that's the greatest miracle of all. But you know, you read this book and it's all filled with miracles. If you took the miracles out of the Bible, it wouldn't be the Bible. There's some people that try to have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. It was predicted that that would happen in the last days. There would be those who have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Man, don't let anybody take away the supernatural from your faith in God. Amen. It is all about the supernatural power of God. You see it in Abraham's life, the miraculous. Amen. Having a child at age 100, you know. You see the miraculous in Moses' ministry, stretching his rod across the Red Sea and splitting the Red Sea. And many, many miracles in Moses' ministry. You see the miraculous in Elijah's life and Elisha and many others in the Old Testament. And then Jesus came. And it was just, you know, I've been reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I mean, I keep reading the, Old Te- the New Testament over and over again. But when I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's just miracle after miracle after miracle that he did. You say, well, that was Jesus, but you know what? He said that we're supposed to do the same thing. He said, the works that I do, shall you do also. Amen. I was going to say, shall Tiny do also. But why am I supposed to call him Tiny? Ricardo, shall Ricardo do also. Amen. And Jared too. And Gary. Amen. And Nona. Come on, Nona. Science and wonders. Amen. Glory to God. We're called into a ministry of signs and wonders. Country church is a place of signs and wonders. Because when we preach the gospel, he confirms that word with miracles, signs, and wonders in Jesus' name. Expect a miracle. Come on, turn, tell somebody. Expect a miracle. Come on, tell somebody. Expect a miracle. Praise God. And I've been privileged, you know, to see uh, many miracles. I'm thinking of a one. I often think of this one because it's so neat. But it was in, this one happened in India. It just so happened. But they happen in America too, by the way. But we were preaching, you know, going from place to place. And we went to a village one night. And we had to wait really late at night because the people work in the field till dark. And then they come home, come home and they make their dinner. And then we'd have our sound equipment, lights and everything. And then they'd come out after after their meal, to hear the word. Think of this one because it's so neat. But it was in, this one happened in India. It just so happened. But they happen in America too, by the way. But we were preaching, you know, going from place to place, and we went to a village one night, and we had to wait really late at night because the people work in the field till dark, and then they come home, come home and they make their dinner. And then we'd have our sound equipment, lights and everything, and then they'd come out after after their meal, to hear the word of God. And most of them were Hindus, some were Muslims. But we preached the gospel. And people responded, and 
people came to know the Lord. People came to accept Jesus as their Savior. And then we began to pray for the sick. And we were just praying like in Mass. We weren't laying hands on people. We were just praying for everyone that was there. And all of a sudden, this young girl comes out of the crowd and says, God just healed me. Of course, I couldn't understand what she was saying. In fact, to understand her, there had to be two translations because she was speaking the, the tribal language. So somebody had to speak the tribal language, and then it was interpreted into, uh, I can't think of the name of the language. But anyway, the language, one of the other languages of, of, of India. Uh, and then into English so I can understand it. But anyway, she says, God just healed me. She, she's like a maybe 16-year-old girl or something like that. She had a tumor in her abdomen. Like they said, they said, well, how big? She says, this big. Big as her hand. And then the mayor is there, and he says, yes, she had a tumor, you know, and it's all, it's all gone. Praise God. Instantly, God took it away. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, several years ago, I thought, well, I wonder how she's doing. So I asked the man that we worked with there to check on her, and he checked with the, the ministers that work in that area, and they went out to the village and checked with her. She's still free of that tumor. She's healed. Jesus' name. I've seen many miracles like that. And our God is a miracle worker. Amen? And you've seen miracles in your church. Your pastor is a miracle. I want to get his testimony on video. Because, wow, do you have it on video on the YouTube? You know, you have it? I mean, on video? Oh, okay, well, maybe I can use that. But anyway, <laughs> Frank's a miracle. Glory to God. But, you know, we've all experienced disappointments. You've experienced disappointments. Sometimes there's things that we don't understand. But I want to encourage you, it's not time to throw away your faith. Amen? I was watching Derek Prince, uh, you know, and he, he was talking about how he had seen so many, you know, thousands of miracles and people delivered in his ministry. But he said there's also been disappointment. You know, people that were good Christians and, and died and so forth or didn't get their healing, and so it happens. And sometimes there's things that we don't understand. He was talking about the scripture in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says the secret things belong to the Lord. There's some things that we just don't know. We have to either know them through the Word or by the Holy Spirit, but then there's things that we just don't know. Amen? I mean, I'm going... I've been going through a trial. I had a, I've had a back problem for five years. Here I've got a healing ministry, and I'm walking around with a back problem for five years. This year I said, I, uh, well, actually last year, I said, well, I've got to do something about it. Went to the doctor, got diagnosed, and found out there was a cyst in my back. So I went to the Mayo Clinic, and uh, they wanted to do surgery on it. They wanted to open up my back and take the cyst out. And it was going to take three months to recover. So I ended up, I went to another doctor and had it removed, but not with an open back. It was like with a 
minimally inv invasive surgery. And uh, they took the cyst out, praise God, then I got worse. <laughs> I mean, a few months ago, I was walking with a walker, so I'm doing pretty good right now. I'm <laughs> praising God. I'm making progress. Amen. But uh, I'm in the process of the thing right now, and it kind of looks like the problem with my back actually wasn't the one that they fixed with the surgery. It was something else. So now they're going to try to fix that, but it won't take it won't take a full blown surgery. It's just kind of a procedure, and hopefully that'll take care of it because I got a lot of work to do. Amen. But you know we uh, started going to this church. We actually started going online. I was telling Jared about you know how good it is that you have a YouTube channel because we started actually watching the services at the church online live because I couldn't drive, and we just I just wasn't up for it. And uh, and then as soon as I felt like, well, good enough to go, we went. The first time I walked in the church, I had a cane. And uh, then actually the next time I didn't, so since then I haven't, I haven't been using a cane, so praise God for that. But anyway, there was a lady there, and uh, somehow I got to talking to her, and I was telling her about my back situation. She says, yeah, I got problems with my back, too. You know, she's going like this. And I says, well, let me pray for you. I says, just because, uh, just because I'm dealing with this doesn't mean that God can't heal you instantly right now. She says, yeah. <laughs> Pray for her in Jesus' name. I saw her a couple weeks later. She said, I haven't had any back pain since you prayed for me. <laughs> and somebody say, praise God. See, I don't understand everything, amen? All I know is... Oh, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth. Nothing is too difficult for you. Amen? So I'm going to live with expectancy for a miracle. Man, praise God. So God did those miracles through Jesus, you know, and then he died on that cross for our sins. He was buried. And then what a miracle. God raised him from the dead. Amen? And then the disciples began to do miracles. And and there's nothing in the Bible that said it should stop. Amen? Praise God. But I'd like to go over to Matthew today in the ninth chapter. Everybody say, expect a miracle. Matthew chapter 9, please. And boy, I said, I've been reading through Matthew here again and again and again, but I got to this ninth chapter and I thought, wow, what a miracle chapter. Every time it, there's a miracle, I write an M in the margin of my Bible. I've got, I've got like uh, five of them in there. So there's five major miracles, and then it goes down to the 35th verse, and it says, Jesus went about the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So there I have M with an S, miracles. <laughs> you know, his ministry was preaching, teaching, and healing. Amen? Sounds like something we should do. Want to be like Jesus? Preach, teach, and heal. Amen? Proclaim the gospel, 
teach the word and heal the sick. Can I have an amen? But I want to look at some of these miracles in chapter 9 because these are people that expected a miracle. In verse 1 it says, And he, he, that is Jesus, entered into a ship and passed over and came to his own city. I believe this is Capernaum, not Nazareth, where he grew up. But it was his hometown, it was the place he lived, and there was miracles that took place there. So miracles can take place in your hometown. Ivan, what's the name of your town? Holland. I always want to say New Holland. Okay. Miracles happen in Holland. Amen. Miracles happen in Ruthen. Amen. Miracles happen in Scandia, Minnesota. Jesus went to his own city, and behold, they brought unto him a man sick of the palsy, uh, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, of, be, son, <coughs> be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. It said that Jesus saw their faith. Not only the man who came, but the people who brought him. And it tells us in some of the other Gospels that in order to get this man to Jesus, they tore the roof off the house and lowered him down because <laughs> there were so many people. And that's how Jesus saw their faith. I mean, they must have had faith that Jesus could help. Amen? You have faith that Jesus can help you. Amen? You have faith that Jesus can help your family. You have faith that Jesus can help your community. Jesus saw their faith. Not only the man who came, but the people who brought him. And it tells us in some of the other Gospels that in order to get this man to Jesus, they tore the roof off the house and lowered him down because there were so many people. And that's how Jesus saw their faith. I mean, they must have had faith that Jesus could help. Amen? You have faith that Jesus can help you. Amen? You have faith that Jesus can help your family. You have faith that Jesus can help your community. Amen? They had faith. Jesus saw their faith. Praise God. You know, faith is so important. Pastor Rich says faith is believing the Bible is true. Amen? That's the key to your salvation. To believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins personally. Amen? And rose from the dead victorious over death. Hallelujah. That will get you to heaven. It says, by Grace, you are saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Amen? Not of works, lest any man should boast. Well, he says, Jesus says to him, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins be forgiven you. So he's, here he comes in paralyzed. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you. Now, he could have said, well, come back in a couple of weeks. You know, if you're good enough for two weeks, then I'll heal you. That isn't what Jesus said. So that's not Jesus. Jesus, forgive. And then he says, go and sin no more. <laughs> Jesus doesn't excuse sin. Jesus forgives sin. Amen? And he'll forgive your sin. Amen? And make you righteous. You know, when Jesus forgives your sin, it means he makes you righteous. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said, <laughs> when Jesus forgives your sin, do you know that that means that you are righteous? 
if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be white as snow. If Jesus forgives you, you're forgiven. Faith is believing the Bible. Amen? He makes you righteous. For every effectual prayer of a righteous man or woman fails much. Amen? Oh, if I could just get righteous, I could get some prayers answered around here. I could just get righteous. They, all they did is tear the roof off. Get, get to Jesus. Get to Jesus. Get to Jesus. Jesus is the answer. So we could just get to Jesus. He saw their faith. He said, son, your sins are forgiven you. Oh, the religious folks, they're upset. What is blasphemy? <laughs> Who is he to forgive sin? Jesus says, he knows what their, what their thoughts were. It says, well, why do you think this in your heart? What is easier to say, your sins are forgiven thee, or to say, arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up thy bed, and walk. That you might know the Son of Man has power. You see, miracles are a demonstration of the power of God. It's representative of the forgiveness of God. It's a physical demonstration of the mercy and forgiveness of God. We've got to realize that who we are dealing with, we are dealing with the, the power of the universe. The God who created all has no problem healing than me. Can I have an amen? And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. The purpose of miracles is to glorify God. Amen? It's wonderful. All right, let's look at another few miracles here. In the 18th verse, and while he spake these things to them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand on her, and she shall live. What did he do? He spoke his faith. These people had faith in Jesus. Amen? I don't know how much knowledge they had, but they knew about Jesus. Amen? Sometimes all it just takes is simple, childlike faith. He says, "If you, my daughter's dead, but if you just come and lay your hands on her, she will live. So Jesus said, okay, I'm in the raising the dead business. Hello? And Jesus arose and followed him. And so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which diseased, which was diseased with the issue of blood twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment, for she said within herself, everybody say, expect a miracle. For she said within herself, if I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, oh, listen, I'm on my way to raise the dead. I'm a little busy today. I've got an important appointment, folks. I, you know, uh, check me out in a couple weeks. 
Hey, folks, Jesus has time for you. Amen? Oh, I don't want to bother the Lord with my prayer request. Don't worry, he can handle it. Can I have an amen? Jesus has time for you, just like he had time for this little lady with an issue of blood. But you see, she believed in her heart. Other, tra- other gospel says, when she heard about Jesus, she came in the press behind. See, she heard. Faith comes by hearing, hearing from the word of God. When she heard about Jesus, she came in the press behind. For she said, if I can just touch Jesus, if I can just touch Jesus, I will be made whole. Jesus turned about. Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made you whole. And, and you know, if you study the miracles of Jesus in his life, and his ministry, the vast majority of them say something about the faith of the people that receive from him. Sometimes we have the idea that Jesus indiscriminately went about, you know, just touching people and healing people and and doing miracles. But most of the time, there was initiation from the person that wanted the miracle. There was an expectation on their part to receive a miracle. So expect a miracle. I feel like what Susan said, what I'm saying is tied together, you see. Hope. We need to keep our hope. We need to keep our faith. We need to keep our expectancy. You know the definition of the Greek word for hope? Confident expectation. Confident expectation. Expect a miracle. Farmers, expect a miracle. Oh, yeah, but you don't know what what the weather's like this year. No, I don't. I know God. I have a friend who lives in North Dakota, and I... I believe every year, it's just every year is a miracle. He's got many, many acres that he farms, but it just seems like every year is just miraculous. Last year, I remember, you know, I talked to him every so often. I remember in the spring, it was like "Eh, pretty dry, you know, pretty dry. But he planted, and it rained, (laughs) and and the crop sprouted, and it's started to grow a little bit. And then it's just kind of dry. It's just kind of dry. I said, well, Susan, we better pray for Bruce this year. <laughs> better pray. So we prayed. And, and he prayed. And, and he's a man of prayer. And he's a man of God. And he's a man that gives for God's work. Amen. He lives his life for the Lord, you know. But he's just farms supernaturally. He farms supernaturally. That's all I can say. He listens to God about what to plant and when to plant and how to do it. I remember one time a few years ago, he said, well, the Lord told me to get out of cattle. Got all these silos and all this equipment and, and uh, all, this, all this stuff, you know, and the Lord told me to get out of cattle. Well, I guess it was a good, it was a good move, you know. He just went to all crops. I remember one time he used to plant uh, edible beans, and that worked good for him. He, he just was flexible enough to change and listen to God. But he didn't just listen to God about farming. Listen to God about his kingdom. I remember one time he told me he was driving to town to get a part for a combine or a tractor. And of course, he's got people working for him. And he's got, 
you know, you know how it is. You're in a hurry to get things done. And we, I got to get this part. I got to get it back there. But God says, I want you to go see uh, this man. And he couldn't shake it, so he went to see the man. And, you know, he went over there, and this man's son, you know, you know how it is. You're in a hurry to get things done. And we, I got to get this part. I got to get it back there. But God says, I want you to go see uh, this man. And he couldn't shake it, so he went to see the man. And, you know, he went over there, and this man's son uh, had tried to commit suicide. And so he said that he began to pray for this man and his family and his son, and he began to double over like this and groan. Now, my friend is six seven, but he says, I, I, started, I groaned like a woman having a baby. And you know that that son, uh, he ended <laughs> my friend Bruce started having Bible studies with that man's son, and he, became, he was saved, praise God, instead of, instead of committing suicide. But you see, he listened to God. But he also listens to God about his crops and everything. Well, anyway, last year, you know, it's like kind of kind of dry, you know, kind of. You know, I talked to him in the fall. He says, oh, this was the best year ever. He says, the crops were great. Prices are great. <laughs> Hallelujah to Jesus. Man, how'd I get on that? Farmers, expect a miracle. Expect a miracle. Amen. Live with expectancy for a miracle. Amen. You know, I had a phone call the other day from a friend. Susan, I, this is a lady that, that we've known for years. And uh, in fact, she was in the last church I pastored. And uh, anyway, she called me to tell, tell me that her husband had passed away. And, uh, but, you know, I thought, expect a miracle, because this is a miracle. This man was so outrageously mean. I mean, he, he would scream at her every time she wanted to go to church, anytime she turned on a preacher on TV. He'd, you know, throw a fit. One time he got so angry just to give you an idea what, what he was like, okay, <clears throat> that he took gasoline and poured it on the living room floor and threatened to light it. That's, you know, and he had a bit, uh, background in prison, hard life. But for whatever reason, she stuck with him. She didn't have to. I mean, he, he was a good guy. But she, she, well, she loved him. And, uh, she stuck with him through thick and thin, mostly thin. But anyway, then about uh, 17 years ago, then not this last move, but the move before for us, he helped us with the move. And he helped us fix up our house that we were moving into. <clears throat> and she told me, when I talked to her the other day, she told me that that was really important to him because he, he had a, negative spirit towards the church and pastors. But just by being with us 
seeing us live and seeing, you know, it made him realize that, hey, here's somebody that's a, a real person really living the life, you know. So it touched him. And then sometime after that, then, I was able to pray with him to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior in, in his house. And, uh, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't start going to church. Uh, he, he wasn't baptized, even though I tried to get him to be baptized. But from that time, he always said, well, I'm, I'm going to heaven because Jesus died for me. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, he was confident of that to the end, and so was she because he did pray and accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. So you talk about a miracle going from a guy that was pouring gas on the, uh, on the living room floor and threatening to burn down the house to someone that was confessing that they were going to heaven because of Jesus Christ. That's quite a, that's quite a miracle. So you, you may have family members that you need to pray for that seem like an impossible case, but I come to tell you, Jesus is alive, amen? And nothing is too difficult for him. Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made you whole. Keep the faith. Amen. You know, we're seeing so much contrary stuff in the world today. Amen. I mean, we pray for nations. We pray for Ukraine and, oh, Lord, you know. <laughs> I believe we're helping them with our, with our prayers, but it's really tough. But the Bible said There'll be wars and rumors of war. Amen? And there'll be perilous times, and men will be lovers of themselves, and so forth. So what we see, the wickedness is in the world. It's there. But we have to keep the faith. We have to keep believing. Because you know what? God is raising up a people in this hour that believe in him. And I believe God wants to do more signs and wonders in these times than ever before. Because the, the light is going to get brighter, and the darkness is going to get darker. Amen? But we are called to be the people of light. So arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house, he saw the minstrels and the people making a noise. He said to them, Give place, for the maid, the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. Well, Ari said she was dead. But Jesus said, She's not dead, she's just sleeping. You know, the Bible said in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, that God calleth those things which be not as though they were. Because Jesus spoke life into that dead situation. Amen? That's what we need to do in some dead church. Speak life. Go in and preach the gospel. I had a dream last night that I was visiting with the Pope. Didn't look like this Pope, but but it was, I guess, the Pope. It was, it was a funny dream. But anyway, I was thinking, well, how can I get to get over here and preach the gospel to these people? You know, and I think, well, I could talk to this person. They could talk to him. And, or I could write him a formal letter and request. And I said, well, here I am right here talking to him. I said, I'll just ask him. I said, Pope, can I? <laughs> you think I could come over and preach the gospel for a few days? <laughs> he says, he says, yeah, come for a week. We need to speak life into dead churches. Amen. 
I don't care what name's on the door. They're people and God loves them and they need Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. I stay here at the country church much longer. I'm going to get excited, friend. I haven't preached for a while. This is only the second time this year I've preached with, with actual people. I'm preaching online, of course, writing and video and stuff. So, <laughs> so if I get too long, that's, that's why, you know, that's the way it goes. I'm almost done anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is great. The, good, the gospel is great, you know. It'll make you happy. Amen? It'll set you free. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's the greatest miracle of all. We talk about some of these physical things. But what's the greatest miracle? It's the new birth. That we could be saved, that we could be forgiven, that we could spend eternity with God in heaven. What an awesome privilege. Praise God. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame thereof went abroad into that land. All right, one more. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? So what's he doing? He's checking their faith. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? You know, sometimes we'll pray for people. People come up for a healing, you know, to, they want to be healed and say, well, do you believe that Jesus will heal you? And they'll say something like, well, I sure hope so. <laughs> Just being honest, right? But folks, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you receive, and you shall have it. Amen? So Jesus is checking their faith. He says, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said, yea, Lord. And then he touched their eyes, saying, but according to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straightly charged them, see that no man know it. But when they were departed, they spread abroad his fame in all that country. Thank you so much for listening to this message today. It's been a joy to be with you. And we want you to know that Jesus loves you. You know, you've been listening to these tremendous miracles that happened uh, in the ministry of Jesus. And you may be thinking, well, yeah, that was... That was then, and this is now. My problem is too great, and, and you know, those were the Bible days. But I want you to know that God loves you, and Jesus is alive, and he's still doing miracles today. You know, the Bible said that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And whatever he did in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I guarantee you he's still doing it today. And you know, the Holy Spirit is with us today as we're talking and he's right there with you wherever you are. And God wants to meet your needs. And I, I just believe that God wants me to pray for you and believe with you for a miracle. So whatever place is hurting in your Bible, wherever you have an ailment, just put your hand there. If you have a problem with a mental torment in your mind, put your hands on your 
on your head. And let's pray and believe God for a miracle. Father, today we expect a miracle. And we thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you. You are not limited by time or space. And you are right here with us today. And so in the name of Jesus, we speak life. We speak healing. And we speak a miracle. We command the pain to go from this person's body in Jesus' name. We command all arthritis pain to go in Jesus' name. We command cancers to be healed in the name of Jesus. We command viruses, ungodly, unhealthy viruses to go from this person's body in the name of Jesus. And we say, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Amen. Praise God. And if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, as your Lord and Savior, you can do that today. You know, the greatest miracle of all is that you might be born again. And you can do that by turning your heart over to the Lord and letting him be Lord of your life. And just pray a prayer like this. Just say, Dear Father, I need a miracle in my life. I need a new beginning. And so I confess Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. And today I repent of my sins and I choose to follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, God bless you. It's been a joy to be with you. Let us know if you're listening and if God has blessed you through this message. And we will talk to you later. God bless you. Bye.